You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Damian Lupo. And we're going to discuss some very, very current events as of this week, what's going on in Washington and all the noise in, in D.C. and uh, with, you know, the, the um, uh, tax, new tax proposals and different plans and, and whatnot. So we're going to kind of digest it a little bit um, in the most non-political way if we can. And um, but yeah, Damien, I'm more than happy to have him. He's a best-selling author of a dozen books on personal finance, uh, different investment and retirement strategies. Uh, he's on a mission to free at least 1 million people from financial bondage. He has his own uh, podcast called Financial Underdogs. And um, you know, he also has been involved with 50-plus companies, and, and including on the founding board. He actually founded his own martial arts, uh, uh, martial art, Yokidio. Is that how you say it? Yokidio? Yokido. And, okay. We can talk a little bit about that as well. And then um, he's got his own different types of retirement tools called the, the EQRPs. And we've talked about, um, you know, QRPs on this uh, program before. So definitely want to talk about how we can, you know, get more control of our retirement money to invest in real assets, such as multifamily real estate, gold. And I know uh, Damien has a little bit of crypto experience. I'm not that experienced with that, but more than happy to have Damien on the show. And we're going to talk about very current events. So, uh, so Damien, what's going on with Washington? Well, Washington's doing a, a, a two-step to uh, transform society like they always do. I mean, and this is not a, a left or right, conservative, uh, liberal, Democrat, Republican conversation. This is just bigger and bigger government trying to manipulate things. And really, the, the push is a push towards uh, bigger Wall Street. And so what's happening right now with reconciliation, this is the big annual event where Congress can pass things with a simple majority in the Senate. And what they're doing is they're jamming through a whole lot of social ideology with green technologies and green infrastructure stuff. And they're completely overhauling the retirement system. And the, the biggest impact is for people that have self-directed IRAs that are investing in syndications or individual LLCs or anything that's not a public company. And basically what, they, what they're doing is that this is backlash in part because Peter Thiel, the co-founder of PayPal, who's a multi-billionaire, turns out he has $5 billion in his Roth IRA. And wind got out or word got out of, of that. And Congress, the progressives said, we don't like this. It's billionaire people, rich people should not have big retirement accounts. And Senator Wyden in Oregon has been talking about this for a while, wanting to limit things to 5 million. So this, this uprising, if you will, has had consequences. And one of the consequences is that going forward, and we expect this to pass, IRAs are not going to be allowed to invest in an entity that's not public. So an LLC, an IRA that invests in its own LLC and, and then invests from there is going to be disqualified. And what happens is that if you have one of these type of deals and you're investing, you're going to have two years to be able to shut it down. Otherwise, your entire IRA is going to be disqualified. So you'll be taxed and penalized as if you took all the money out right then. So you'll have till the end of 2023 to do this. So that was a big one, not being able to invest in an LLC. IRAs already have problems because in most syndications in apartment deals, there's debt and IRAs are subject to UBIT tax. 
which is a 37% tax. Now you can get out of that with qualified plans like the EQRP, but the, the reconciliation bill is going to essentially blow up self-directed IRAs that are investing in LLCs or any syndication at all in any form. Even if you didn't have a single member LLC, that it's prohibiting you from investing IRA money into an entity that's not public, like an LLC that's, that's doing a, a syndication. Qualified plans are not part of this targeting. So they're, that's a transfer from an IRA of the asset into an EQRP is valid and it'll fix the problem. But they are overhauling this in a massive way, biggest, probably biggest of our lifetime. Okay. Um, so at this point, we're recording this on September 27th. This is going to be, be released on September 28th. So I'm assuming it's going to be at the same stage when this is released. Uh, where are they right now with this current bill? What level, What layers does it have to pass? Uh, when do we expect it passing if it does pass? Um, I, you know, I thought reconciliation can only be used once or twice a year. I could be, I'm, I'm definitely wrong on that, but I thought that was the case. Um, and I guess, you know, a couple things in terms of IRA investors, if this does get overhauled, there's a lot of IRA investors, including some of my clients and, and some of our assets that have their uh, money um, in a real estate deal in their IRA. So some of these deals though, have the ability to be longer term holds. So why would the operator be, you know, forced to sell the asset just because one investor has to wind down their IRA? That doesn't make sense to me. How would that, how is that process? Or is it just, we don't know at this point, is it just kind of uh, a draft bill? Um, again, high level, where are we at with the bill? And uh, talk about some of the um, nuances in the bill as well. Sure. September 15th, all the, the bill drafts that, that came out of committee were due and they, they came out, the House Ways and Means Committee came out with their proposals and that's what had this retirement stuff in it. Budgetary stuff happens with reconciliation generally once a year and the fiscal year for the US is September 30th. So new fiscal year, October 1st. Ah. And, and one of the reasons that they're pushing really hard to get it done right now, uh, Speaker of the House Pelosi has has indicated that both reconciliation and the infrastructure bills are going to be voted on this week by the House, and then the Senate simply has to have a, a, a 50, uh, 51 vote majority. So Kamala Harris, the vice president, would vote with the Democrats, assuming that they all voted. And right now, Joe Ma- uh, Manchin and Kristen Sinema, or Sinema in Arizona are the two senators that are holding out. They don't want a $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. So they're pushing back a little bit. The This is it's right now we're, we're simply waiting for them to hold the votes and they're trying to wrestle. Basically what that means is they're trying to figure out what to give these congressmen and women to get them to vote for this thing so they can have a push. The reason there's an incentive for them to do it now is because we're about to go into a midterm election year. So in a few months, it's going to be all about the elections for the midterms and it's, and it's going to be war and that's where all the energy is going to be. So you really have to do a, an agenda for a new president the first year, if they're going to get anything significant done because after that, they lose their political capital in these uh, in these election years. Okay, right. So that makes sense. It can, can be used once a year, but we're talking about two separate bills there. So is it the case where they can almost, if they are going to use reconciliation um, and they want to get both things passed, if they don't think they're going to have enough support on both sides in the Senate to ultimately pass, are they trying to layer it into one bill and just pass the one big bill and then that's it? Or what... What's going they, on there? They, they've talked about it. The problem is you've got some people that are like the, the infrastructure bill, the trillion dollar bill there. There are people, there are Republicans that are also in support of parts of it. And so 
they're breaking it apart. Part of the negotiation was that they would break these things apart and not try to jam them all together under reconciliation. With the infrastructure bill, that requires enough votes to where you actually have, it has to be bipartisan or, or you know, nonpartisan. It can't just be the Democrats because they don't have enough votes to survive a filibuster. So at this point, we're, there's an expectation that there's two votes. There's an expectation that they're both going to be passed. Uh, people, generally, everybody's in favor of spending money on roads, even though out of that trillion dollars, I think there's 300 billion that's actually for infrastructure and the rest of it's social programs. So we call it infrastructure, but it's kind of like the Patriot Act. If you actually look at it, it was the most non-patriotic thing we could have done, just squashing our freedoms. So infrastructure bills generally mean there's some roads and pavement going on, and then a whole lot of other spending on pet projects. Sure. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit more about the you know individual retirement accounts as it relates to real estate and other asset classes too. Um, is there a way we can you know for whether it's the real estate industry or you know, hedge funds or whatever, you know, whatever company that has a significant clientele that uses IRAs to grow their wealth. Is there a way to, uh, I don't want to say fight back, but almost speak their voice to their, um, I guess, house of representative to their district? Um, or is, you know, is that not even worth the fight at this point? Like, I think we're too late in the game for this. And this is, this was a big wall street initiative to get the $10 trillion or a big chunk of that out of IRAs back into wall street. So people have been migrating to Main Street more and more, but Wall Street says, "Yeah, we actually want to get this money back." Uh, You know, one of your questions earlier was about the people that are running these these syndications. They're not forced to do anything. The problem is the investors. It's like you know, if there's an apartment and somebody's retooling it and they're going to create value over three to five years, it's not going to be done in the next two years. So what's going to happen is is they're basically just going to have a distribution event from their from an IRA. It's going to become totally disqualified. So unfortunately, you can't force a sponsor of a, of a deal to do anything. And is, is there anything that can be done to fix this? Pretty unlikely because you're going against Wall Street. So if you say, well, I don't want to be disqualified, they're not going to care. They don't give a rip. This is about putting hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars back into Wall Street so that they can have their fees. And, and um, you know, so Jamie Dimon can make another billion dollars for himself. So you know, th- you mentioned there was some provision in the bill, the way it's written in terms of rolling into QRPs. Is that the case or no? Yeah. So, so you can right now, the current law, and this isn't going to be changed, that the current law allows you to roll over IRAs into qualified plans. So a lot of people are rolling IRAs into EQRPs because that's the simplest way to do it. A lot of qualified plans, you know, some people will call their things QRPs. And, and the reality is they're, they're basically generic solo 401ks, and those don't have the same structure as an EQRP making it a lot more difficult to roll over an IRA into that plan. So regardless of what you're doing, if you have an IRA, unless it's a Roth IRA or an inherited IRA, if it's a traditional IRA and it's invested already, you have the ability to get out of the crosshairs to avoid UBIT and to avoid being totally disqualified. At this point, there's no good reason to have a traditional IRA, a self-directed IRA invested in any kind of syndication. And it's going to be basically illegal here shortly. Okay, so how do how do they best prepare? Is are are you going to see more? Obviously, syndications are not going away, and they actually they're, they're going to get even more and more popular as you know, um, you know, we have different crowdfunding platforms out there now, and um, different means to pull capital into deals. Um, what's the best advice for those who have had the money in the IRAs and they're not? What's the age right now? Sixty five, where they can withdraw penalty free. Yeah, so 
59 and a half is pulled out. There are ways to do it inside an EQRP where you can pull the money out tax-free and penalty-free at any age. So there's this is more strategic. It's it's not meant for everybody to do it. It, it requires real estate professional status by a spouse. And, and so there's a, there's some ways to do this to where you can actually tack, take out this money and live on it. So if somebody's 45 years old and has a few hundred thousand dollars inside of a retirement account, 401k or an IRA, there's a way to actually get that money out and invest it and live off the cash flow and retire maybe decades early. So there's there's a lot of options, but these are, how do you do this? You become an insider, you become knowledgeable, you hang out with people that are sophisticated and you hire really smart advisors. The, the problem is most people are going to Google and they end up on bigger pockets and then they get totally confused because everybody's pitching something. And so that's, that's the problem. I mean, it's, it's not really just an, here's all the information. It's a, here's my information and you should use this because I'm selling something. And that's, that's pretty much with everything, but especially in financial services. Got it. So people are going, it's not as easy as, Hey, I'm going to refer you to a custodian that I work with, see if they can help you out. If this bill passes, it's more of, Hey, you need to find your own almost, I wouldn't say financial advisor, but you need to find your own support system. And you need to, you need to try to figure out how, you know, if you do have a few hundred thousand dollars in your IRA and you do want to diversify out of the stock market or mutual funds or bonds, whatever your IRA is invested in into real estate or, you know, other LLC deals that are private. Yeah, you need to consult with them to figure out how to do it because it's going to be a little bit more complicated now, would you say, if it passes moving forward? Um, it's not as straightforward. I mean, you know, I like to look at it, if, you know, government from a 360 degrees view and kind of you have to go with the flow. You have, you know, there's really nothing you can do. Obviously, you know, activism is a, uh, you can, you know, um, be an activist, but, you know, on the whole, if this does change, we have to figure it out. We always figure it out. Um, so is that the best advice that you would have for, you know, people who are wanting to continue to invest, but they have most of their, most of their capital is tied up in their, you know, IRA account. The best advice I would give people is to start with information. And, and so the question is, where do you start? I mean, I wrote a book called the QRP book, and I'm going to give everybody a copy of that, that, that wants a copy here today, listening and watching. So you can start with that. One of the things that we do is we do a lot of education with attorneys and, and CPAs, specifically ProVision in, in Arizona, and really spend time educating people, and then they can make rational decisions. So we've got a tool, the EQRP does solve this problem, and it's, it's that in combination with attorneys and accountants, and we bring all that together so people can say, okay, well, I've got professionals, I've got, I've got actually credentialed people that know what they're talking about that are helping to guide this. You don't have to just try to go bumble in the, in the darkness, stumbling around trying to figure it out. That's quite frankly, it's, it's exhausting. And it's, it makes you dumber by just going into an echo chamber called Google, where you just hear what you type in, like when, you know, whatever you type in, they have an algorithm to tell you what the answer is, but it's based on what you give them. So bad data in bad data out. Right. Interesting. Um, So have you, what the current IRA clients that are you're working with right now, how are you advising them? Are you setting up these EQRPs for them now in anticipation of this passing? Yeah, we've been doing this for years. And the idea is getting the money out of and getting the money and assets out of IRAs into EQRPs allows people to get actual control, get out of the, the crossroad, the cross hairs of, of the UBIT tax. And now there's a huge opportunity to avoid getting your entire retirement account disqualified. So when we set up an EQRP, we, we roll the assets and cash over, no tax, no penalty. 
And so once it's over, then you can do all, all the things you want to do. You can control it. You can still have checkbook control. You can convert it to Roth, any part of, part of it. Uh, there's a lot of things that are changing too, like with the mega backdoor Roth. That was one of the strategies that, that these quasi-wealth advisors were pitching using mega backdoor Roths. That's going away. So that strategy that was like one of these secret you know, thing for the riches, it's not a, a thing for the riches. It's just something that people spent, you know, they would charge $20,000 to give that give people that one tip. Well, you know what? We give that tip for free and we basically say, here's what it is, but now it's going away. And so Congress is like that. They give you something, they take it away. It's whatever's convenient or politically uh, congruent at the moment, depending on the, the way the winds are, are, are blowing. Sure. Um, so when, how long do the IRA investors have to roll over their funds into a mechanism like a EQRP? So they, if this passes. Yes. Yeah, so the timeline, assuming that this passes as it is written, uh, they would have a total. So everything changes December 31st, 2000, this year, 2021. January 1st, you're not allowed to make any of these investments. If you have something already in, you have until the end of 2023 to get out of it. And, and so the question is, people will say, okay, well, so there's no big rush. Well, that's assuming Congress doesn't change it again. And you still have the problem of UBIT tax, which is the unrelated business income tax for any leveraged real estate. So if you're investing in an apartment, guaranteed it, it's got debt almost always. And in that case, when that thing sells and you get a big check, an IRA is going to spend, it's going to pay upwards of 37% in tax on the, the gains. So there's an urgency because you're either going to get taxed or you're going to get disqualified. Something bad is going to happen. So the idea is get out of the way of that moving runaway freight train. Um, is the mechanism to roll over IRA funds similar to the custodian account? So if you were to roll over, what are the, like, I'm assuming their annual fees and, and whatnot. Um, and what, what really are, you mentioned avoiding UBIT tax altogether, which is very interesting. Um, I mean, what really are the differences between the two accounts? Maybe this is, like you said, it might be a better account overall to have than the actual Roth or IRA that you have been investing in, does say syndications, for example, um, this might be better in the first place, even if they still were around. Yeah. The, the reality is it's always better because you actually have control. You've got liability protection. You can put 10 times more money into it. You don't get charged UBIT. There's literally no upside to having an IRA except somebody's getting in the way of your investments. And why is that an upside? If you're crazy or reckless or just, you know, you're doing dumb things, you, you may have a custodian that stops you and says, don't do this. Generally, they'll just say this is what you can or can't do, but they won't tell you what you should or shouldn't do. The, the reality, though, is that the tax consequences and the lack of, of control are really a, an easy decision. Like when you look at the two compared to each other, you know, 10 times more con contributions, actual protections from liability, regardless of what state you're in, and, and the ability to control it without being tagged with UBIT tax, plus with this legislation and you know, the, the idea that you're going to have the whole thing disqualified, it's not really even a fair fight. I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, you know, it's like college football players, you know, playing against Tom Brady. Like, it's just not going to be fair. Mm -hmm. No, I understand. Um, yeah. So in terms, in terms of how do they, how, how do people find you, reach out to you, learn more about you and your, your program that you have? Um, and I'm assuming, um, uh, and this is another question, how many, do you have more EQRP clients over self-directed IRAs to begin with. And it's not going to be that much of a transition for you on a personal note. Like what, how does that work for you? How does that yeah. Work? We, we've, we've never been in the business of setting up IRAs and that's on purpose because I don't like them. 
Um, sometimes people are stuck with them. So we'll help them. If, if somebody has a Roth IRA or an inherited IRA, we'll generally offer to help them so that they can control the money to a certain degree. But if somebody's got traditional money, it makes no sense to go and stick it into a self-directed IRA. Honestly, unless you're unless somebody's cheap and they say, well, I can get a free account at Schwab. Yeah, you can get a free account and you're stuck. And then you get, you know, you're stuck in mutual funds. Well, if you go to a custodian, you may have some more flexibility, but then you're going to get feed to death. You're going to have fees for everything for for doing a wire, for for an asset that's under management, for wiping your nose. Like they're literally going to charge you for everything. And so ultimately at the end of the day, you, you just have to decide what do I want? Do I want the Ferrari or the Ford? And I'm not talking Ford GT, I'm tar- talking about a Ford you know, Taurus. And so it's that's the difference between these. It's it's what do you want? Do you want the best? And it's a, it's the same thing with advice. When you go out there and a lot of people are cheap and they'll do their own taxes and they, they go to, to Rocket Lawyer and they do their own legal work. And I go, yeah, I know what that's like. I did that 20 years ago when I was an idiot. And I did it because I was cheap. And guess what? There are consequences to doing it. When your documents are all screwed up because you're not a lawyer, when your taxes, you might get them done right, but what is right? It means you're paying too many taxes. You get tax strategists that actually save you money. And so people don't, when you get that, you realize that's how the rich play. Why would you do something that the poor and middle class do? Do what the rich do. The rich have teams. No, I 100% agree. He wants to have a team of professionals that know what they're doing and are up to date like you are. Um, this is the most current up to date podcast we'll ever do. So, um, you know, it's, it's great information. Um, you is there anything you, you actually asked another thing if people do want to learn more about this, go to qrpbook.com and get a copy of the book. I mean, you'll have information there. You'll have, you'll also be getting updates whenever we have, when, when this passes and what's going on, we're going to have a, ta- a town hall meeting right after it passes within a day or two, we'll have advisors, we'll have CPAs, we'll have people that, and we're all going to explain what's going on and, and how to maneuver forward. So qrpbook.com, send you a copy of the book and also make sure that you know what's coming so that as it progresses and changes, you'll, you'll be up to speed and current. So let me ask you a question. Um, I've been kind of following the proposed tax plan in Congress. I mean, everybody pretty much has uh, that. It's in the real estate industry um, for the past, you know, I mean, since the election. So uh, the presidential election. So when did they, did, was this snuck in? Because I've never seen this provision before. I mean, obviously it's an 880 page document. So I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't read the full thing in full disclosure, but every time you read the headlines, the industry was very concerned about 1031 exchanges. That was a big one and capital gains and step up in basis, et cetera. Um, but this IRA, we honestly, in my, I, I didn't even think it was on the table or was even a topic of conversation. Was this recent? Yeah, it's, it's funny because Congress, like our Speaker Pelosi said years ago, she said, well, you'll have to pass it so we can see what's in it. That's what they said during the healthcare bill, which is hilarious and scary. Right. And they're, they, in a sort of a way, they did the same thing. They're like the Senate's doing their work, their negotiations behind closed doors, no disclosure, which is kind of, I mean, a little bit tyrannical. So a little bit of a political you know, stab, like why, why don't we know what's going on? Because they want to get things done without people rising up and going crazy. Uh, this, this popped out s- September 15th out of House Ways and Means. So it just came to light recently, it just came to light two weeks ago. And so we're now we're reacting. They were working on it and then boom, here it is. And then they're going to go and push and pass it. That's that's just typical Congress. They don't want to have things sitting around forever because it's too much. There's there's too much potential for for lobbying groups to come after it. Here, there's not that big of a group. Although, interestingly enough, the National Association of Plan Advisors, people that create 401k plans, they they went out and they said, "Oh, we like this. We're in favor of this 
And, and you ask yourself why, because what are they doing? They, they're setting up plans that are primarily investing in four or in uh, stocks and bonds, and mutual funds. Who does it benefit? That yeah. benefits Wall Street. So of yeah. course they like this legislation. This is going to make them richer. So, you know, and so individuals that call up and say, I don't like this. Yeah. But when you have huge lobbying money, that tends to be more forceful and powerful. And that's what's, that's what's been going on. Very interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, so you mentioned the book will be provided to anybody who listens to this. If, yeah. If so you're going to get it. So, so when you go to qrpbook.com, get a copy of the book, you're going to get an immediate summary. It's, it's like a 15 page report that sums up the book. It's really easy. You can digest it. You can share it with people. And then you'll also get a copy of the book FedExed out to you. So it'll give you a lot of information. So our job is to educate just like you're doing here, educating people and, and empowering them. That's exactly what we do. And, and so this book is, it's based on tax code. It's, it's up to date, it's current and breaking news. You're going to get a, a you're going to get a heads up on because that's what we want to do. Make sure you know what's really going on and then you can make decisions accordingly. Excellent. And for my listeners who are listening to this and they think it's doomsday, if it does pass in terms of your individual retirement account, there's always another way. So we'll definitely, and I'd love to have you on a webinar if if you'd be open to it, to explain to my um, audience as well, if it does pass, what are the alternative options moving forward? So very excited to, uh, you know, well, we'll see if it passes, but if it does, I would be happy to have you. Um, and, and educate our audience. And that's really important. So if, if you liked uh, what you heard, as we wind down, if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. So Damien and myself can get our, our message out to a greater audience. That's just the way Google ranks you and iTunes. So we would really appreciate that and really want to thank Damien for coming on um, in this you know urgent uh, situation here that we have going on and uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on, Anthony. I appreciate everybody listening and let us know if we can help you. Definitely grab a copy of the book at qrpbook.com and and we'll keep you up to date on, on things as they progress. Thank you.